0: Welcome to the Modern Lady Podcast, I'm Michelle and I'm Lindsay
1: and we are so happy that you're here joining us today.
0: Fasting has been practiced by millions of people throughout all of known history for a myriad of reasons, but lately it's enjoying a bit of a boom in awareness and popularity in our culture. Have you been intrigued by the trend of intermittent fasting? Today, we are digging into all the benefits of incorporating fasting in your life, from the spiritual benefits to the health benefits, and sharing our own experiences living life in the fasting lane. But first, it's time for the Modern Lady Tip of the Week.
1: So last week at Mass, this happened to me and I thought, you know what, let's look into a proper way to handle this. So what do you do when you forget somebody's name? Now, just to say this person at Mass, I actually did have a really good idea of what their name was, but not so confident in it that I was willing to reintroduce Jason to this person. So uh, I ended up being right there when I checked it out later on. But what do you do? So um, I felt like this was an excellent tip, and I don't know who came up with this tip, so I can't give proper credit, but they suggest that you say, what was your name again? And they might be a little hurt, but they're going to give you their name. And then you say, no, 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 your last name. Now, they're relieved that you didn't forget their name, but you also got both of the names out of it. And I thought that was a really, really cool trick. Now, I did get a little bit more info off of a website called mannersmentor.com and they say to remind them of your name again if you haven't met each other in a while or it's only the second time that you're meeting. So as you um, approach them, just give them your name again. A lot of people instinctually will give you their name back. And then you can just simply say as well, please give me your name again. You know, you and I have said many times that we get a little socially awkward and we might, you know, say a Mm -hmm. few too many words, hence us having a (laughs) podcast. Um, But (laughs) keep it simple and just say, please tell me your name again. And then use their name immediately back when you thank them so that it lodges into your brain. And also, if you are the proud owner of an uncommon name be sure to kind of point that out when you're giving somebody your name so that they real like know that you realize you have an odd name. And so just say it back and be like, you know what? I know it's a bit different or it's spelled differently. And then that actually helps it lodge the name into their brain. So I hope that helps us all if we forget somebody's yes. name the next time.
0: Oh my goodness. This is such a big help. I am the worst for remembering names. And it's happened to me so often that Uh, I have actually just told people, like, I I have to ask for your name again. I'm so sorry. And I will probably have to ask again. And (laughs) your tips are... just, they're just a little bit more polished.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's a great way to say it, right? That you'll have to ask mm-hmm. it, oh, I bet I'm going to have to ask it another couple times and it just yeah, lightens the situation. I don't think anybody's truly offended, right?
0: No, yeah, and and I sometimes like to turn that back on myself too. Like if someone had to ask me my name again, how would I feel? And I don't I don't know that I would feel uh in, offended. But you don't remember me? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I always assume Uh, like people don't remember me. So I always go Mm -hmm. up and actually just give my name again um, as soon as I run into somebody. Or if, you know, I'm calling, I would never assume that somebody just knows who I am. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I always give my name. But and I would never be offended like you. But I do think I think it's more the um, embarrassment is on the person who forgets. Right. So these tips
0: should help us out with that. And I just wanted to make one more observation about the whole idea that etiquette sometimes is really a logistical, strategic thing, like how to... Uh, come across as refined and polished and courteous, and all these things, even if interiorly you're struggling with something, even as simple as remembering someone's name and your first point about asking for their name and then uh, correcting them no, 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 your last name. <laughs> how smart, how clever, yes. right? What a clever way while whilst getting the information you need and uh, still maintaining that decorum in polite conversation. I really love that. Before we begin today's discussion, we want to state that the only purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. It is no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other medical professionals. This episode of the Modern Lady podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional services or advice. Instead, we encourage you to discuss your options with your healthcare provider. So we touched on the subject of fasting a little bit during our keto episodes way back in October, but we always had it in mind that we really wanted to do a whole episode on the topic of fasting because we happen to have had great experiences with it. Right, Lindsay? And it's just so fascinating in general. It, yeah, totally. And you know what? It's You and I both started it
1: uh, on our own separate fasting journeys um, at Lent. And mm-hmm. Lent happens to be starting very, very soon here with Ash Wednesday coming up. And so I know a lot of our friends, whether they're Catholic um, or Christian, are looking into maybe fasting for the first time because it is a buzzword and it's very trendy right now. So I think that this topic will appeal to a lot of you. So if we look into fasting, you and I do want to kind of break it down into three sections, into the fifth. Mm-hmm. Physical mm-hmm. benefits, the emotional benefits, and the spiritual benefits. And so, like you said, it goes back almost to the beginning of time. And almost every major religion, in fact, I think all major religions trace their um, their stories back with fasting right to the on like the beginning of their religions. And so, it's such a huge part of most cultures. And this is for many good reasons. It does have benefits in all of those areas of our life, and it has seriously changed my life so i fast and i have been fasting for two years now and not only have i lost 50 pounds and been able to maintain that i've lost that now i lost that a year ago and i've been able to maintain that weight even when i go off of keto now i'm still able to maintain that weight loss another huge benefit is that i haven't been sick in in Uh, Mm -hmm. Two years. And again, I have four kids at home that cough right into my mouth. Um, So (laughs) I have somehow and this is one of the claims. So anecdotally, I have reset my immune system. What sort of benefits um, have you felt just personally before we kind of get into, you know,
0: the broader picture Mm -hmm. of it? the nuts and bolts. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love fasting. And that is a statement I never thought I would say. (laughs) um, Because, yeah, religiously, fasting has been in my vocabulary since I was a child, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Being Catholics uh, and for my whole childhood, Lent especially, um, you're supposed to fast and give alms and uh, increase your prayer. But my 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 deep understanding of how it works medically and health-wise and then practicing it in a, a much more disciplined way in recent years has given me a greater understanding of all these benefits. And I don't know about immune systems because I'm getting over a cold right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have noticed uh, a lot of health benefits. The weight loss thing, uh, like you were saying, really interesting because you're right. It's even going on and off keto. I find that the weight has stabilized. So anyways, yeah, lots, uh, lots of surprising benefits that I'm sure we'll get into more. But I have surprisingly loved fasting and so much so that I continued it after Lent. And it's almost been an entire year that I just practice it on a regular basis. I know. And now with Lent coming up again, right? We're
1: both like, so now what? Like, oh. <laughs> but I want to answer a question from one of our listeners about fasting because, you know, it perfectly goes with what you were just saying. And she was wondering Christy asked, um, is fasting only ideal if following keto, or does it work? Are there benefits if you're just low carb but not keto? Mm-hmm. And so, absolutely, what you're going to hear in a minute with some of the physical benefits that I'm going to share um, just prove how outstanding fasting is for everyone. But Mm -hmm. it does make it easier if you are new to fasting and you're not used to skipping those meals or skipping your snacks if you are keto at first because that increase of healthy fats in your diet with keto will help sustain you longer as you start to exercise that fasting muscle which is something said in the fasting world so christy i hope that answers your question you're going to hear a list of physical benefits in a minute but that yeah so you're going to experience that either way but keto does help if you're increasing those fats at the beginning as you get used to it so i want to jump into some of these physical benefits again Mm -hmm. we aren't doctors we had that medical thing at the at the beginning Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: the book i would still recommend First off is called The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung. He does a lot of talks on YouTube as well. What is so great about his book is that he only uses med- uh, studies that were done on humans and not rats and that were large scale studies. It's really hard to find that kind of um, medical you know, evidence in a lot of other studies, but it's only humans and it's large studies. So right now I I'm going to reference some of the things I read on an article from the Harvard Medical School website and the author of that article and we'll link that in the show notes says that he actually had to have his thoughts on fasting really turned around because at first I think he wanted to write it off. And then the more and more data coming in right now is really switching a lot of people to believers. So one of the big things is that your insulin levels drop when you're fasting. And that's a good thing because that can help heal uh, insulin resistance and it can help then increase your insulin sensitivity. And I was never diagnosed with that, but with the size of the belly I had, that's usually a good indicator that you do have insulin resistance. It also lowers blood pressure uh, and it gives you... Less hunger, as you and I will attest to over yes. the years, right? That's um, an irony. Yeah, I know, right? It, yeah. it actually makes sense. It really does. And then it also has an increase of HGH, which is your human growth hormone. Your human growth hormone peaks during puberty, but it is this hormone that is what helps anti aging, helps bone density, everything that just obviously makes our bodies grow in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I'll touch on before we move into the, you know, maybe the more entertaining part of this discussion is autophagy. And we talked about autophagy a little bit during our other episode on keto. The word autophagy is the breakdown of the words self and to eat. And it just literally means that your body is eating the old cells that are no longer doing well for it and no longer um benefiting the body. This peaks at 24 hours of fasting. And this type of fasting is water, black coffee, green tea, no bone broth, because even the protein in that um, can throw, will stop autophagy, no milk in your coffee. And when this happens, the old cells are destroyed and they're recycled. The good components are recycled. And then that becomes the building blocks for new cellular development. And then that becomes fuel for the body. And it just, you're literally building a new body it's Ooh. it's absolutely outstanding what can happen so who was that wow like? oh my too, much? too many physical <laughs> benefits can there ever be too many physical I know, benefits can there
0: ever be too many i know uh i can get myself a new body yeah and this is uh, brought about by or uh, boosted by fasting Absolutely. Yeah. Oh so if you think about it, right, like
1: our mm-hmm. bodies, when we, every time we eat, the hardest thing our bodies have to do every day is digest food. It is the most complicated huh. process for our bodies. And so when we give our bodies a break from doing that, it's massive benefit to our entire Bodily system, especially the way we eat now, right? We snack Mm -hmm. all day. We have food available to us twenty four hours a day, and that's never been the case before ever. So our bodies are constantly working, especially when you're filling it with junk, and 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 alcohol, and all those sort of things. Your body has to go into these very serious modes in order to break down those foods that you're eating, and so to be able to give it a break, massive benefits.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. You know, I was watching, you mentioned Dr. Jason Fung, mm-hmm. and I know he and Dr. Eric Berg were like big instigators into the fasting world for probably both of us. Yeah. And in one of his videos, he kind of talks about why people doubt that they can fast. And this kind of goes along with what you're saying about junk food. Using saying like millions of, ad- of adults do this, even just looking at the religious sect, Christians, mm-hmm. Muslims, Buddhists. Um, and he's like... You know, but the the marketing of the world would not get behind fasting. Right. That's why I think it's kind of slow on the heels of keto, even though the two seem to go together so nicely. Right. Uh, because fast food chains, all these uh, marketable products, they can get behind keto because they can adjust, adjust their menus and they'll still get your business. But if you're just right. simply not eating, you're not buying. <laughs> and um that can, It can be more countercultural, what I'm saying, to fast than to just do an, a new diet like uh, ketogenic or paleo right. or what have you. Right, there's no money to be made on fasting. What are you mm-hmm. going to sell a
1: glass of water like? That's right. So aside Although from selling try. one book, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> aside from selling one book or two, there's just not mm-hmm. the money to be made in that industry. So that also harms the idea of getting funding for studies on it because a lot of those studies are paid by companies that can, um, will make money off of you eventually, right, with selling like ketogenic foods or that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So this leads perfectly into some of those emotional benefits because everything you're saying about what the world tells us about food, I feel like we can get under control when we start Mm -hmm. controlling, um, our, our eating. And so in fact, that's the first point on my list is that it can, you get control over your appetites. And I say that plural because we have a lot of appetites that don't just have to do with food, right? Right. And so our appetites, our addiction to social media and television or tobacco or, um, you know, bad things in our life, worse things than what I'm saying, all of those appetites that require a feeling of satisfaction. Um, mm-hmm. it, those things we can get under control. When we start saying no to the little things in our life, like snacking, we actually then start to gain this sense of willpower in saying no to the bigger
0: things. Right. It And it has everything to do with Discipline and I have found it so encouraging. Like you were saying, it kind of gives me a boost in confidence Mm -hmm. in my own strength, right? Like I can do hard things and I'm capable of more than I give myself credit for sometimes. Um, Because, yeah, when you are able to cut out when you're able to discipline yourself, no, I'm not going to eat. And I come back always to something you mentioned, probably on the fly, and you may not remember this, but when I was first asking you about your fasting, you were saying, you can feel hunger. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not an evil um, when you're fasting, when it's a voluntary abstinence from food. Right. It's not an evil done to you to just feel the feeling of hunger. You can live through that. Yeah. And that completely transformed my mind because for so long, it it is kind of drilled into you. If you're hungry, you must get something to eat. And right. it becomes like this panicked agitation that you have, right? Whereas it totally calms you down. It's like, no. I'm fine. I'm strong. I can do this. And when I can get food, I will get food. Yep, And it exactly. just kind of, yeah, calms you down, gives you peace. Yeah, it is 100% okay to be hungry.
1: Do you guys hear mm-hmm. that? Like, this is our breaking news. It's okay to be hungry. And like you're saying, sometimes it isn't skipping that meal altogether. It's just delaying your satisfaction Mm -hmm.
0: and how is
1: that not beneficial in every area of our life we live in a world with immediate gratification this has been a problem for years now we hear it all the time and so there are things we can control and there are things we cannot control but one of the things we can control is not opening that bag of chips the minute you get home from the grocery store or Mm -hmm. um in our family, when we say grace before dinner, we learn from um, another family to then count to 10. So you're not just rushing through grace then and then starting to shove food in your mouth. Say grace, then oh, count to 10. And have all of these little good. steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of these little steps help us delay satisfaction. And when you delay satisfaction and you don't feed your craving immediately, right, when you start to control your appetites, then you can step back and go, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Because when you shove food in your mouth quickly, and this is something I've struggled with for years, it is amazing how much food I can get. There is a story that my best friend's husband will tell you about us going through McDonald's after the bar one night, and I had an entire McChicken combo gone before we left the drive-through window. Yeah, I'm a champ. And so you don't get a chance to step outside yourself and say, Is. This worth it, these calories. And sometimes it is worth it and you can get that treat and enjoy it. But if we aren't delaying it for a couple of minutes, we're not being mindful about what we're shoving into our mouths.
0: Yeah. And what I like about what you're saying, too, is that, uh, you know, you and I have been at this for a while. So we've kind of worked our way up to the levels of fasting that we're doing. Yeah. Um, But we are really talking about small steps, small delays and giving up snacking and things like that, because it, it sounds on a a mental level. This is like a mental exercise. And if you think about it, uh, comparing it to like a physical exercise, it's very unlikely that you'll be successful jumping off the couch and running a marathon. You have to take it incrementally. But if you think about disciplining yourself as a mental exercise, a muscle that needs to be flexed and stretched and strengthened little step by little step by little step at a time, you will get to the point where like even looking at the examples of um r- religious that fast uh, for very long periods of time or even like monks like um like Gandhi, right, mm-hmm. who went for I don't know how many days. <laughs> he went without food for a political protest even, mm-hmm. fasting, right? Like you think how can those those people just stop eating? But the thing is that this has been a practice for a very very long time. And if you are starting this for something for Lent, um it, to remind yourself ash wednesday doesn't mean you can just start ash wednesday do 40 hour fasts right uh, use lent as 40 days of increasing incrementally to practice discipline Right. And
1: the church recognizes that. I've really looked into a lot of um, mm-hmm. how the church teaches about fasting from medieval times until now. And it's really relaxed, like so many things, um, but relaxed <laughs> a lot of its expectations on the laity. But I wanted to say that for some people like me, I actually found it easier to fast than to try that, that other way of everything in moderation as another, you know, way that people talk about eating. I am not good at moderation. I Mm -hmm. am an extreme type of personality, so I'm all in or I'm all out. So some people who've never tried fasting might actually jump right into it on the flip side and do really, really well and love and go, this is what I've been waiting for. So I think that, yeah, like what we're saying is try it. This is the perfect time of the year to jump in and try it. And so With the spiritual side, like you're saying, um, the church asks us to do the one large meal and two snacks on only a few of the days of Lent, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, right? And the rest Mm -hmm. of it, you can pretty much eat normally. Now, we want to encourage you, those of you listening who want to up your game to actually go to, you know, beyond that, not just doing Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, but mm-hmm. maybe see if you can offer this up daily throughout the 40 days and, yeah, cut out the snacks or do the one large meal and the two meals that combined equal one large meal. And there, there are great religious benefits to this. Um we're told that Lent is for um, prayer, penance, and almsgiving. And you could actually save quite a bit of money, right, if we we're yes. not snacking and buying all that junk for 40 days and mm-hmm. donate that to the charity, to a charity or give it as alms. And it also, I've really found this, is that when you stop and feel those hunger pains and you allow your body to feel hungry, which a lot of us don't even know what that feels like, when you really feel hungry... What a great time to stop and contemplate that a lot of people in the world, the vast majority of people in the world, don't just get to offer up having no food, right. that that is their way of life and yes. that our food is a blessing and that it could be taken away at any time to, mm-hmm. you know, anything could happen where we lose that source of food in this, in our world. And so when you feel those hunger pains, stop. Feel them. Offer up a prayer for the people who have to, are forced into that, and then you know what? Maybe pull together a couple of bucks or pull together some of the food and go drop it off at your food bank.
0: Right, it can really open a door to increased charity. Right, yes. it's it's this um, lack of empathy for all the social media and immediate information we have. At our fingertips, we mm-hmm. really don't take the time to try to understand other people at all. Right, <laughs> and yeah. fasting is such a great way to do that for those, um, for those even in our own communities and in our wider global community that we do have an obligation to help. Um, And uh, I really love that. I love that aspect of fasting. You're right. And I have found, for me, uh, such benefit in having a routine fasting schedule because it's like a built-in prayer and uh, a built-in penance in my life that I don't have to necessarily think up on my own all the time. Kind of like the idea of those uh, really intelligent uh, CEOs that have a capsule wardrobe they were the same thing because it takes the decision making out of their mental energy schedule. Um, I find that having a regular fasting routine, if I tell someone I'm going to pray for them, I have something already on the go that I can like just add in a prayer intention. And it's a simple way, uh, especially like you said, going into Lent and increasing our prayer life to just naturally incorporate other people into this little world that we kind of create for ourselves. Absolutely, Yep. I think I I found a great quote, and I I think this can be attributed
1: to Fulton Sheen, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't Why know how <laughs> to. We'll just call this the Fulton Sheen podcast. Oh, um,
0: if only, yeah, right. But he, uh, right? <laughs>
1: but he uh, I believe he said this. But fasting detaches you from this world; prayer reattaches you to the next world. Those do things; those two things do go hand in hand: fasting and prayer. Mm. And that when we feel physical discomfort, and again, breaking news, it's good to feel physical discomfort. That helps us grow so many ways and our, in our um, sense of willpower and just our control of the will. And then just our detachment from earthly pleasures. That's a good thing as we mm-hmm. want to grow as people. Um, so every time that we feel physical discomfort, bordering sometimes on quite a bit of discomfort, dare I even say a little bit of pain if you go to bed with an empty stomach, which isn't going to kill you, people. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Gosh, there's so much that we can do when we contemplate the suffering of our Lord during his passion. Right. But yeah, there are some people that physically do get shaky and need to eat something. Um, But you can, again, try delaying it by a couple more minutes. When we offer up that suffering, like you said, in a prayerful way, there is a lot of good that can come out of that. So I think that we hopefully have kind of looked at fasting from many different viewpoints, right? Not just our religious point, but it happens to be a perfect time with ash wednesday around the corner um but that it's just so beneficial
0: to us in all of these all of these great ways okay it's time for our what i'm loving this week segment so lindsay what have you been loving this week in our quest to
1: have the perfect cup of coffee at home, we keep trying out different, different things. And so when we went over our Valentine's Day dinner, we ended up speaking with our waiter who told us about those stovetop espresso makers. Mm-hmm and I was always scared of them because they don't come with instructions, but he really walked us through how to make it. And so we ended up buying one at HomeSense, and it was only $14.99. So we're like, honestly, Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work, that's, you know, not going to affect us. So we were excited, so we bought one, and it's really cute. And then we looked it up because there are videos on youtube that explain how to make it he had said that the best coffee espresso beans to use in it are the starbucks ones and i, I i'm very picky with starbucks coffee i don't always love it but i do like their blonde beans espresso and they'll grind them right there because our grinder is really old so just i bought the beans they pour them into their grinder at starbucks and let me just say our local starbucks gave me a free espresso while i was waiting for the wow. beans to be ground which was very very kind of them so went home we started brewing our own stovetop espresso. And I know it's not um, legit espresso when it's not done in in the official machine, but Pretty darn good. And so we're learning. It does spit all over the place until you get the right temperature. And, you know, it's a little stride. Yeah, we're learning. We're learning. Yes. But I am enjoying. So now in the morning, we'll have our espresso shot as our coffee appetizer and then mm-hmm. our actual cup of um, French press coffee. So it kind of goes in with the Fika episode that we launched. So a lot yes. more coffee. That's pretty much the only pleasure <laughs> the I have in life thing. right
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> and, but if you're not adding cream or milk, to it. You no. Know, it still counts for your fast too. Yep. And it actually so, there yeah. are studies that it increases your autophagy
1: having black coffee. Yeah. So you know just Well
0: look at yep, you
1: linking superstar. our
0: episodes together. Yes. <laughs> what are you loving? Okay. I just watched Crazy Rich Asians Ooh. last week, the movie. Yes. Yes. Uh it was released last summer and it was it was just a delight to watch. The characters I I found were so likable, and I found it very fun. It was kind of like a Cinderella-esque-ish kind of story. Um, and I liked it so much that I watched it not once, but twice uh, in two days. <laughs> once with my uh, summer movie ladies. Um, mm-hmm. We get together once a week in the summer, but some of the girls were home for reading week. So we squeezed in a summer movie night in February. And uh, then I made Phil watch it with me the next night again. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, awesome. Yeah, and it was just great. Like I am so into this movie that then we watched a bit of the Oscars on Sunday night. And I got so excited when I saw these new-to-me stars walking the red carpet. Um, Michelle Yeoh, who plays the mother in the movie, like she I, I've always loved her. She was in Memoirs of a Geisha. She was in um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, and it, it just really took up a large portion of my weekend last week. Uh, and I, I'm not mad about it. So that's what <laughs> I'm loving, Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. And remember, you can find all of our links and recommendations from the episode on our website, which is www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. You can subscribe to our podcast website to have the posts emailed directly to your inbox. And you can also subscribe to our show directly through iTunes and Google Play, and they will update your feed every week when we launch an episode. So it's handy, timely, and ready to go. Also, if you are on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. It is helping so many new listeners reach the show and our community.
1: You can find us on Facebook at The Modern Lady Podcast page. And we do like all of our interactions on there. We have a really great group of people who follow us and chat. And you can find us on Instagram by the same name at The Modern Lady Podcast. You can find Michelle on Instagram at
0: Sachs And that's S-A-C-H-S. And I'm at Linny Autumn. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week and we will see you here next time.